An Alaska association seeks the creation of an MDL for polar bear litigation, and questions over fishermen's economic loss from pollution have been certified to the Florida Supreme Court. These and other stories from the pages of LexisNexis Mealy's Pollution Liability Report make up this edition of the LexisNexis Environmental Law and Climate Change Law Center podcast www.lexisnexus.com slash communities. The LexisNexis Law Centers, your community, your expertise, your starting point for the information you need for your practice area. LexisNexus.com slash communities. The LexisNexis Law Centers. The Judicial Panel on Multidistrict Litigation has been asked to consider whether to centralize litigation seeking in part to protect polar bears from the effects of global warming. The Alaska Oil and Gas Association, an intervening defendant in four cases, requested the creation of multi-district litigation in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia or, alternatively, the District of Alaska. The association argued that an MDL should be created because the four lawsuits have common questions, common pretrial procedural issues, common issues, and common parties. It says resolution of the lawsuits will require a very large administrative record related to the listing decision, and claims are raised under a common set of federal laws, including the ESA, the Administrative Procedure Act, the National Environmental Policy Act, and the Marine Mammal Protection Act. Three of the cases are pending in the District of Columbia District Court. The association seeks to transfer one from the Northern District of California Court, in which the Center for Biological Diversity the Natural Resources Defense Council, and Greenpeace, originally sued the U.S. Department of the Interior and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for failing to make a final determination about whether to list the polar bear as a threatened or endangered species. The issuance of a final rule listing the polar bear as a threatened species was announced in May. The groups then returned to the Northern District of California, arguing that the government had listing the polar bears as an endangered species also issued a new rule exempting federal agencies from considering the impact of greenhouse gas-emitting projects on the bears. The Association of International Automobile Manufacturers has appealed a California federal judge's refusal to modify his order that barred the enforcement of limits on automotive emissions of greenhouse gases absent a waiver of federal preemption under the Clean Air Act. Central Valley Chrysler Jeep of California and the Association of International Automobile Manufacturers sued the California Air Resources Board to stop the enforcement of state regulations limiting automotive emissions of greenhouse gases, including carbon dioxide. The board approved the regulations in 2004. Back in June, the Eastern District of California held that, quote, environmental regulation is a constantly evolving part of the normal business landscape. And the plaintiffs provided no basis for the notion that courts should insulate businesses from the consequences of business decisions that are related to pending environmental regulation, end of quote. In September, the judge addressed remaining issues of attorney fees and the language of the final judgment. An appeals court in Florida has certified to that state's Supreme Court questions surrounding whether commercial fishermen may recover economic losses arising from the release of pollution in Florida waters under common law negligence or state law. Meanwhile, the appeals panel recently dismissed the fishermen's claims, accusing a company of polluting Tampa Bay and ruining their livelihoods. A number of fishermen filed a proposed class action lawsuit against Mosaic Fertilizer, alleging the company's phosphogypsum storage facility polluted Tampa Bay and reduced the available supply of fish. 
which in turn damaged their businesses and reduced their income. A trial court noted that the fishermen did not claim to own any property damaged by the pollution, dismissed the claims as barred by the economic loss rule. On appeal to the 2nd District Florida Court of Appeal, the fishermen argued that the Florida Supreme Court has narrowed the scope of the economic loss rule and limited its application to only two scenarios, neither of which applied to their complaint. The appellate panel said that, Although the state high court limited the application of the economic loss rule, it did not entirely override the general principle that recovery and negligence is not usually permitted for purely economic losses unconnected to injury to people or property. Ultimately, the panel said, the issue of whether the commercial fishermen may recover economic losses arising from the release of pollution in Florida waters under principles of common law negligence was a matter of great public importance and certified two questions to the Florida Supreme Court. For LexisNexis Legal News, I'm Michael Lefkowitz. A $45 million agreement has resolved a coal ash lawsuit by a group of Maryland residents. From 1995 to 2006, Constellation Power Source Generation put coal ash at a couple of Maryland quarries under an agreement with site operator BBSS Incorporated. The coal ash was permitted by the Maryland Department of the Environment to reclaim excavated portions of the site for future development. Several residents filed a proposed class action lawsuit in 2007 in Baltimore City Circuit Court, alleging property damage and personal injuries from the use of coal ash, alleging the waste materials discharged contained arsenic, lead, cadmium, nickel, zinc, and radium. The settlement provides for the connection of 84 households previously supplied by private wells to public water. The establishment of two trust funds to compensate affected property owners and provide site enhancements in the neighborhood, the remediation and restoration of the former quarry sites, and a commitment to cease future deliveries of new coal ash to the quarries. A federal judge in Washington state has found that the federal government was entitled to recover more than $15 million in costs incurred to clean up contamination at the Midnight Mine Superfund site. The judge held Newmont USA Limited liable as an operator at the uranium mine site and joint and severally liable for past and future response costs along with another company. The Midnight Mine Superfund site on the Spokane Indian Reservation in Washington state produced uranium concentrate for the government and private companies between 1955 and 1981. In entering a final judgment in the case, Judge Justin Quackenbush of the Eastern District of Washington said in a 100-page order that Newmont was liable as an operator of the Midnight Mine for its actions in managing, directing, conducting, and overseeing the operations at the mine. The federal government has sued the current and former owners of a gold mine seeking more than $22 million to recover cleanup costs at the Lava Cap Mine Superfund site in Nevada County, California. The lawsuit seeks past and future costs under CERCLA, associated with cleaning up mine tailings and waste rock, collecting and treating contaminated water from the mine, and diverting the flow of clean surface water around contaminated tailings. The Lava Cap Gold Mine began operating in 1861. In 1997, part of a log dam built to hold the mill tailings in place collapsed, discharging 10,000 cubic yards of arsenic-contaminated tailings into Little Clipper Creek. A North Carolina judge has granted summary judgment to Olin Corporation, the former owner of a paper mill, saying that a company that bought the site years later but did not contribute to the mercury contamination nevertheless signed a purchase agreement to assume liability for any pollution at the site.
This is the LexisNexis Environmental Law and Climate Change Web Center podcast. The LexisNexis Law Centers, your starting point for the information you need for your practice area. www.lexisnexis.com communities. Insurance, workers' compensation, product liability and toxic torts, corporate and securities, intellectual property, commercial and general business, bankruptcy, international, and more. LexisNexis.com communities. Each law center includes the latest news headlines, free news about movers and shakers, free downloads, free podcasts, of news and interviews, a free blog area, and summaries and links into expert commentaries and insights and analysis. Join the community today. Your community, your expertise. www.lexisnexus.com communities. The LexisNexus Law Centers. For more details on these and other environmental and climate change stories, visit LexisNexus.com slash Mealy's, M-E-A-L-E-Y-S, or LexisNexus.com slash communities and click on the link for the Environmental Law and Climate Change Center. The LexisNexis Environmental Law and Climate Change Web Center podcast was written in part by Samantha Drake, editor of LexisNexis Mealy's Pollution Liability Report. Copyright 2008 by LexisNexis, a division of Reed Elsevier Incorporated. LexisNexis, total practice solutions. This is Steve Bursler. Thank you for listening.